they're one and one after an all-star break that luckily kind of puts the exclamation point on the first half of the season for things not going great. And we knew that. We saw that coming. We didn't know how it would continue to sort of disintegrate things. Spencer Torkelson getting sent down to Toledo. But luckily, Tigers bringing a few players up from Toledo to start the second half. And really, that's where things are at for this team. They're just in a space of flux with what to expect as we move forward in the second half of the season. Is it going to be a situation where we see a little life out of them? We start to see some things happen that are exciting again for Tigers baseball. But again, I don't know that it's going to be a situation that we see that gets us anywhere closer to that promise that we all had at the beginning of the season, that there was going to be this playoff push, that there was going to be a run for the AL Central. And are you okay with that? Because that's a situation that we're in right now. Is that something we have come to terms with? We're ready to get this season sort of, not necessarily over and in the books, but we're ready to be moving on to bigger and better things potentially. And sending Torkelson down to Toledo, it's a pretty big deal because he was supposed to come in here and get things cranking and be that guy that got things going and be sort of this spark for the Tigers. And so far, it really hasn't been. And he he's struggled a lot. And he's struggled in situations that, you know, you didn't normally think we would see. And when he got sent down, it was definitely the situation where A.J. Hinch says, you know, man, you're going to be there as long as you need to be there. And luckily, from everything we've heard, Torkelson handled it professionally as he has every sort of up and down that he's faced. So we want to know, what are your thoughts on the Tigers in the second half here? 800-859-0957 is the phone number. Let's kick it off with Greg and Shelby. Greg, how's it going? Good evening, Matt, Mr. Positive, and Blake, uh, hello. Um, Hey, Matt, your assessment is spot on. You're right. It's a rebuilding mode. The only thing that I'm looking forward to is uh, Miguel going one hit closer, surpassing people, and... um, you know, Spencer's got to, uh, you know, and I'm glad he handled it. And a lot of people have to understand the greatest baseball player of all time all around is Willie Mays. Mm-hmm. When he first started out, he struck out 13 times almost in a row. Right. And you just can't, he just can't give up. He's got to hone his craft. He's got to go down, learn about what uh, makes a great hitter. And Riley Green, I don't see that happening to him, do you? Probably and, not. Uh, and last but not least, uh, did you hear something about Dan Campbell doing SOL and what it meant to him? Did you hear about that, or yes. was that something recent? Are yeah. you going to bring that up tonight? Yeah, we'll talk about it, and we can get into it right now. Essentially, Dan Campbell says that for the Lions internally, they have taken us making fun of them and saying SOL over and over and over, and it is essentially their mantra of fuel to not be 
the same old lions. They say it. Nice, they Matt. say it. Nice. They say it themselves internally. They, if someone makes a bad play on the field, they're they're turning to each other and saying, "Oh man, look at you, Goff. Same old lions, man." And it's something that they have embraced now. Nice. So that. And it, it's a great idea, a great way to go about it. Essentially take the power away from the people and what used to be something that seemingly would frustrate them or that we could use to poke at them, they now have turned into fuel that they're going to hopefully use for the better. Very good, my friend. Nice, nice analysis there. Hey, love you, brother, and have a great night. All right, Mr. Positive, you as well. And so as Greg brings up, you know, a lot of things that are happening hopefully trending in the right direction for the teams here again we've talked about it before these tigers they're just in a situation that has not been too kind to them this year lots of injuries lots of guys though coming back getting people and players into the positions that they really need to so that they can be hopefully effective moving forward and a great point brought up by mr positive and your detroit lions you know they're going to be in our face very soon when hard knocks gets going. And you're going to start to really see the situation unfold inside Allen Park. And will it be a situation that helps them or hurts them? Because we've been able to see hard knocks be a thing that can be very polarizing, positively or negatively. The national media, the national viewers, they'll either fall in love with or hate your team, and do you care? I personally don't. I think they're going to fall in love with them. I think Dan Campbell's going to be an absolute all-star. What do you think, Blake? I agree. I I think it'll be interesting to see the the players, like, mm-hmm. show see personality out of guys. Like, Jared Goff's been on hard knocks before, so we kind of saw some of that with him in the past. But, like... I want to see players like Hutchinson. I want to see players like uh, Jameson Williams, yeah. like th- especially those young guys. But, like, uh, we had Frank Ragnow on Mitch's show mm-hmm. yesterday. And I was like, wow, this dude has so much personality. Yes. Like, especially for an old lineman. I was, I was personally impressed, especially, like, working in radio now and, like, getting to see how players' personality shows and right. stuff. He was really impressive, and I think he'll be a good star on the show. And I think people, you know, if you haven't seen them here locally, you may not understand how cool they could be. But Jamal Williams, another person that if you don't follow him on social media, you should because he is hilarious. And a guy that you'll learn about and you'll find out more about in the sense of he's a huge into anime guy, loves video games. I mean, he is someone that if you were looking at it, you wouldn't notice that on the surface and just think, hey, yeah, you know, that's who Jamal Williams is. But that's what Hard Knocks does. It gives your team an opportunity to showcase what is the best about them, what is new about them, what is something to look forward to about them. And that is something I'm extremely excited to see. I'm excited to see what comes out of that program, and what's that able to do for your team? Phone number 800-859-0957. We got Ken on in Warren. Ken, how you doing? I'm good, good. Uh, Good show, good show. Uh, Enjoying it. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I I really like 
I'm looking forward to seeing Hutchinson um, and Dan Campbell both this year. Um, I think both have high motors. I think both, uh, uh, I, I think uh, Campbell's a really good coach uh, for him. And I think he, uh, Hutchinson, I'm talking about, has the ability with the local ties to uh, bring some folks, you know, into the stadium and, and, and ramp up uh, a little attitude and a, and a little swagger that we probably haven't seen for a little while. Mm. Whether that manifests, I don't know, but my gut's telling me that uh, this guy's uh, got the capability to bring it up. I would agree, and I think you bring up a great point about the local ties and his ability to really impact you know, the entire state now, right? You know, whether you're a Michigan fan, whether you're a Spartan fan, at some point here, we all are rooting for the Lions probably. And so now he's on our team and he's on everyone's team. And so the ability to see someone who, like you said, has that high motor. And as far as we can tell, based on the limited ability we've seen of them together, I agree with you. I think him and Dan Campbell are going to be lightning rods once we start to actually see them in game and, and once we actually start to see them performing. Now, big question everybody asks, and I'll ask you this, Ken. Aiden Hutchinson in the Rookie of the Year conversation, is it too soon to even consider that he could be? Absolutely. It's, it's just, just too soon. I mean, you know, we all know first-rounders, second-rounders, third-rounders, that sort of thing. That, that takes some time to play out. Uh, there's a there's a lot to acquire there, but I think what gives Hutchinson an advantage is is the fact that uh, he comes from uh, a family of football, uh, you know, where his dad had uh, quite a bit of success, and so that learning curve is going to be a little bit better for him than it might be for some other people per se. Yeah. Um, but again, I I think Hutchinson, based on what I've seen at Michigan. And, uh, you know, and how he performed at the combine, that sort of thing. There's some little intangibles that uh, that have an ability to lift the team. <clears throat> sorry. To lift the team um, through physicality. Um, uh, and, and, again, just for lack of a better term, that, that high-end motor. Mm-hmm. Um, put that in that stadium with those fans, with that added pressure that he's going to be under. Um, I think he's going to respond nice. Yeah, I would agree. With and that. I think that I think the Lions fans are also going to respond nicely. Mm-hmm. He's going to get some room to grow. We all know that. We expect that. But at the end of the day, um, I like where the Lions are right now, and I like what I'm think I'm going to see in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ken, thank you for the call. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday night. Again, the phone number eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. Spartan fans. If you're listening, we got a trigger warning for you coming up next segment on Sports Wrap. Now back to more Sports Wrap. Once again, Matt Lorenek. Spartan fans, we told you we'd have it for you. If you haven't seen it yet, your beloved Pat Narduzzi, former defensive coordinator here, really the defensive coordinator that put Michigan State defense on the map. No fly zone, right? That was it. He was the guy. That defense was something. It was. And they were big time on the map. If you haven't heard, he's saying some things about you that I wouldn't personally like. He's also saying some things about the Big Ten that I kind of don't like. But in this first clip earlier this week, he went out and made a very bold statement on a Steelers podcast. He was being interviewed regarding the upcoming season at Pitt. And... 
the hosts of the show, asked him a question about Kenny Pickett not playing in the Peach Bowl. I think he's a 10-point difference if he plays. I he's, think- a, he's a 21-point difference, okay? Right. Um, Michigan State gets their, their butt kicked in. And I tell you what, it's at least a 14-point difference if Nick Patty plays the whole game. I can tell you that. That's how I feel. Uh, you know, and, you know, we talk about Big Ten and SEC and ACC. And, Richard, you're going to get me going here on this. Um, you know, if that was one of the best Big, Big Ten teams last year, then, yeah. you know, let's go to the Big Ten and win it every year. Okay, so I want to hear about this Big Ten dominance and SEC dominance. Whoa. Pat, simmer down, big guy. It's okay. He's not wrong. He's not. <laughs> but it's going to be okay. Now, the reference, if you're not sure of what happened, obviously, Spartan fans, you watch the game, you know what happened. Pitt's backup quarterback who was playing for Kenny Pickett because Kenny Pickett sat out not wanting to hurt his draft stock. Their backup, their second-string quarterback, gets hurt. they got to go to the third-string quarterback. Michigan State has a fourth quarter where they put up 21 points and end up winning the game. Now, when him saying Kenny Pickett is a 21-point difference, yes, he is. Kenny Pickett was that good. That situation is very true. That game is a lot closer. I don't know who wins. I think Pitt probably does. But what I love that comes out of this the most is that Michigan State Twitter was up in arms, and they are the best to get up in arms about nothing. And this is pretty much nothing. How many point difference is Kenneth Walker for MSU in that game? I would agree that when the people say he's a point difference, probably maybe a touchdown. Ten to I was going to say ten to fourteen max. Okay. But Pitt had an incredibly good defense as well. Who who's the more impactful player? Kenny Pickett, the quarterback or the running back? Not even don't even put a name Correct. on him in any in any sport. Correct. But, like you're talking about a senior quarterback who has thrown the ball more times in his career at Pitt than most quarterbacks do in a lifetime. The only quarterback taken in the first round of the NFL draft this year. Correct. Is he a difference maker? Yes. Is he the difference in that game? I would say yes. Hundred percent, not even a question, right? And so, for everyone to just go, "Whoa, Pat Narduzzi, how dare you?" He's right. He is right. Spartan dogs, and it's just what they do. And Spartan Nation, man, you guys love to get mad about nothing. Tuck coming, and this is nothing. (laughs) This is nothing. Be more focused on what's happening. Here, with your team, the recruits you're getting, what Tuck's doing up there for you guys. He's getting things going. And Pat's comments about the Big Ten not being that big of a deal, also, not wrong. There's only, let's say, realistically, three to four good teams in the Big Ten every year. Now, we can disagree, because I take offense to Pat Narduzzi from the ACC Yes, being like, Oh, the Big Ten's nothing. Pat Narduzzi not only said that in the first interview, he then the next day went on another podcast, actually another radio show, I should say, and had this to say. Who's really? I just, if that's the best or one of the best teams, um, you know, what are we talking about here? Wow. I mean, okay. So, Barton fans, 800-859-0957 is the phone number you can call or text to join the conversation.
How do you feel about that? You want Pitt on the schedule now every year moving forward? Is this that big of a vendetta for you? Or is this something you can sweep under the rug and just move on and do your thing and focus on what you got to do? Now, the comments about if that's one of the best teams in the Big Ten, let's go just win the Big Ten. Blake had a great point. You're from the ACC. Yeah. Your perennial football superpowers over there are far and few between. And you won the ACC for the first time in like a decade. Yes. So just pump the brakes. Not much room to talk. Pat. Now, we were talking about this off air. Pat Narduzzi not having a great offseason. Players transferring out. Obviously, no Kenny Pickett. Tough. Is this a good thing to get Pitt in the news? Sure. You're you're being talked about now. But to go out and have the feathers ruffled so much of these Spartan fans, I don't get it. I don't understand. And if there are Spartan fans that want to join in and tell me why you get this way, please do. But every little thing that happens is, oh, that's not poor us. Poor us. No. Who cares? Like, you should be. Who cares? Who cares? You've got bigger things going on. You've got better things going on. But this consumes your attention? Should be the one of the last things you're worried about. Do you think it's worse because it's from a guy that used to coach at MSU? Like, who was D'Antonio's right-hand man? I think so. But I think this is also to the same point of this is a, my feelings are hurt Spartan fans. I mean, coaches go on to other places and yes, are they supposed to be, you know, again, cordial? Yes. This or that. Sure. Fine. If they want, we've also seen the sec coaches give zero cares about any of that, who I've worked with, who I could work with in the future. They go at each other all the time. So, if Pat Narduzzi had gone to another team in the Big Ten, let's say, and had the same comments to say, would you care? No. You would say, that makes sense. We're now rivals. We're now not friendly with each other. So now I don't like you, Pat Narduzzi. But I think there is somewhat of a loyalty that people still feel to him for all the success he brought. And I understand part of that. But he also has nothing to do with you. You don't see him again ever unless you happen to see him in a bowl game again. He affects you in no way at all. (laughs) And yet Spartan Twitter fan base, the blogs flying off, just people so upset. I don't know why. And I will never understand why. It is the one thing, and I'll say it, if you can't tell by what we've been talking about, I'm not a Michigan State fan. Respect what they do as a program. Think they're building things in the right direction. Think they will be in a phenomenal team. They had one of the best college football games I've ever seen against Michigan last year. I give them props for winning that game. As a Michigan fan, I, that was the most entertaining football game I may have ever seen. That was a fumble. It was a fumble. You're not wrong for another day in time. But for you as Spartan fans to be this upset, I cannot understand it. And I 
I don't know if I ever will. This is the same reaction you had when that Michigan-Michigan State game last year was at noon and everybody flipped out. What? Why is it at noon? We should be, we have Kenneth Walker. We should be at, at the night game. We should be in prime time. Yeah, guys, bigger things to worry about. If you want to comment on that, 800-859-0957 is the phone number. Your Detroit Pistons are putting things in the right direction. They are doing it silently. They are doing it in a way that will win your hearts back, Pistons fans. And that is coming up next on Sports Wrap. 800-859-0957 is the phone number if you want to join in on the conversation. Your Tigers are out there in the talks. They're one and one after the All-Star break. That is way better than they were in the front end of the season. Let's take that as a positive. Your Michigan State Spartans back in the news thanks to your former defensive coordinator, Pat Narduzzi, dragging them into it, saying that Kenny Pickett was a 21-point difference in the Peach Bowl, would have been had he played. He also says the fact that his second-string quarterback went down, they had to go to the third string, that's why they lost. Essentially that they would win the Big Ten every year if they were in the Big Ten, that if Michigan State is supposed to be one of the better teams in the Big Ten – that that's not the case. Spartan fans are up in arms. I am here for it. I'm here to let you get your emotions out on it. 800-859-0957 is the phone number if you want to chime in on that while you're dialing because I know you're getting ready to call in and share your thoughts. Your Detroit Pistons are not only an incredible team of basketball players, They are lyricists and musicians. And none better than Cade Cunningham getting out there with one of his first drops of a rap song. Happened, oh, just a few days ago at this point. And I don't know how to think about it because we can't play it. We would play parts of it, but... I didn't have time to censor it. I was going to say poor producer Blake would be in there censoring for days because... It is expletive-filled, and again, it's, yeah, it is what you'd expect. It's a rap song from an athlete. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's, it's not terrible. Would, would 96.3 play it? We would not. Oh, we would it's not. a shame. It is. It is. But I always find it funny, and not funny, but entertaining, I would say, in the sense that when... We try and get out of our lane of things we do well. It's not always going to go well. I'm not saying it went terribly. Is this going to be blasting through the speakers at Little Caesars Arena on game night? Probably not. But is it fun to see your athletes just be normal people? For that, I say yes. And that's why I love it. That's why I think it's entertaining. That's why players like Rob Gronkowski were so polarizing because they had that just human side of them where you got to see, you know what? I get it. That's why in a lot of ways, Tom Brady is that entertaining because he's just in a lot of ways trying to be funny and coming off as an awkward dad. It's also cool because didn't he do it with like Detroit Yes. people? Yeah. Like the way he released it was like a Detroit rap, like Instagram. Yeah. Thing. He had it coming out on, you know, again, a Detroit-based, he was with a Detroit-based sort of producer, 
that he okay. worked with. And that's how all of this started to come to be. But So that part's awesome. He's yeah. embracing the city. And that's what that's I mean. That's awesome. I do love that. And that's the fun part about this, right? Like, if we can't laugh at it and still be entertained by it and think, you know, yes, we're not laughing at you, Cade. We're laughing with you. And we're also embracing the fact that you're embracing us. And one thing that has been the constant theme throughout everything we've heard about Pistons players so far is that they are all in on the Detroit versus everybody mentality. The rookies they're bringing in, everybody that is associated with that program, right now they are ready to go. And that has to be entertaining if you're a Pistons fan. Because that type of melding and coming togetherness of a team hasn't been hasn't been seen since guess what 2004 when you won the NBA championship so it's moving in the right direction are we an NBA championship team not yet are we a playoff team not yet but are we moving in that direction yes things are coming together nicely but the question that everybody still has about this Pistons team is what are you going to do with some of the cap space that you still have? Because you'd still have some room to add some players. There's about $10 million still sitting out there. Now the roster technically is full, but in the off season you can carry up to 20 players and you would have the opportunity then to basically sure up the situation that you have and decide who's going to get cut. Now you're really making it entertaining. We bring in a couple other bodies and start to say, look, you really got to fight for your spot. Now, the list of free agents that people are throwing out there, and he's high on the list because there is a storied past with Carmelo Anthony and what was supposed to happen when they were supposed to draft him. 2003, the greatest what-if that people talk about is, well, instead of taking Darko Milicic, which I know plenty of us are still asking, who's Darko Milicic? Potentially one of the biggest flops in athletic history. I think that's a top five worst draft pick ever. In any sport. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. So instead of taking the second overall pick and picking Carmelo Anthony, you went with Darko. Things did not go well with Darko. It's also been talked about that the Pistons promised Anthony that they would draft him. He came out with that last year saying, I was told I was going to Detroit. And plenty of times Larry Brown and Chauncey Billups had said, had we gotten Carmelo, not only would we won in 2004, we would have continued to win. It's a what if that you could never get back until maybe now. Yeah, because Melo even played defense back then. Yeah. It was awesome. And that's the exact question I would have. Is Melo worth some of the space that you have in cap space? This Melo, I don't think so. Can't you just, I mean, I feel like the smart thing to do, it's not my money, but... I'm just thinking out loud. If it here. was, if it was, wouldn't it just be smart to see? Okay, there's a lot of 
I feel like there's hope for this team. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they're floating around like that 10 seed, 9 seed ish, mm-hmm. wait for the buyouts that happen in the NBA every year. Right. Then you actually already have cap space mm-hmm. and then acquire someone mid season that could put you over the hump and to make the playoffs. I feel like that's the smart plan. I don't I, know if Troy Weaver's listening. Yeah, but if you are, Troy, what do you think of that? Call in. 800-859-0957. Troy Weaver, that's the phone number. Put it on your speed dial. I don't know, but I think that brings up a good point. And the thing that doesn't scare me but makes me look at the situation with Carmelo Anthony and think, eh, that's a very realistic possibility, as much as it might not be the best, is just the relationship that they already have, Carmelo and Troy, which is that he was helping recruit Carmelo to secure Syracuse back in 2002 they also met again in Oklahoma City when Troy Weaver was an assistant GM and Anthony came through there in 2017. So from the standpoint of we know each other, this is an easy get. Could I probably even talk Carmelo into lower amounts of money? I mean, we're talking the 10 million cap space. Are we going to have to use all 10 million on Carmelo? Probably not. I could probably get him to do it for five. I don't know if that still makes it worth it. Would it be fun to see Carmelo Anthony here? Yes. But I don't know if he is the player that we need right now. We need someone who's going to come in and push people to fight for their spot. Instead of you know, someone who averaged 13 points a game and four rebounds. Not terrible stats, but... So the last few years, he's been playing for around $2 million. Easy. Like, just over two mil. I'd take that. You could get him for two easy. For, just for the hashtag alone, stay mellow. Absolutely. And that's a great point. Can not we, my money. Can we get him for that kind of money? And if we can, let's do it. Why not? I've said it before on the show. What the Pistons do is they just move silently. They make things happen, and nobody's knowing that it's happening. And I love that because I love to see what's going on when the fruits of their labor actually come to fruition. The Pistons in Vegas, they were great. Seeing what they were doing and seeing how they're getting ready to come up on, again, some exciting times when they get into the situation of actually being back with the rest of the team when the Vegas League comes back together and they put themselves all Again, in the same room, for lack of a better term, there's going to be guys that are pushing current roster holders for their job. There's going to be a lot of competition. Now, again, we haven't seen much of Jaden Ivey so far or Jalen Duran. You know, Killian Hayes, not as good of a showing in Vegas so far. But there are going to be situations where they come back and they start to get in the groove of playing together here and they get some coaching put around them, there's going to be players that are on the chopping block. And you never know. You might find out that there's guys that don't have a job at some point. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. Your Detroit Lions, soon to be on HBO Max, 
What can we expect from them? That's coming up next on Sports Wrap. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. Call or text to join the conversation. Thank you for spending your Friday with us. A few things out there for you. Your Detroit Tigers, what do we expect in the second half of the season? They're 1-1 one one right now. Came out to a blazing start. 7-2 win over the Athletics. And then in the doubleheader, the second game, you know, they lost 5 nothing. So, same old Tigers. Very exciting. Real exciting stuff. I This is very random, and we didn't talk about this, but I was listening to a podcast the other day, yeah, and they realized that, so the Iowa game this summer, mm-hmm. like I think it's in like a month. Do you know who's playing in that? Like the, uh, oh, the Field the of Dreams game? Yeah, the Field of Dreams game. No, I do not. It's the Cubs and the Reds. Oh, wow. <laughs> Two worst teams in baseball. That's going to be riveting yeah. baseball. I'm really excited. As a Cubs fan, I'm like, they might win that one. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to win one for the Gipper. (laughs) But, I mean, what do we expect, Tigers fans? Second half of the season, sending Torkelson down to Toledo, bringing a couple guys back up from Toledo, trying to get something going, trying to gain their footing just a little bit. We also got Pat Narduzzi, Spartan fans pulling you back into a street fight you didn't know you wanted to be in. But you're in it now. And you bought in. You bought in, yeah. You took it hook, line, and sinker. He said one bad thing about you, and Spartan Twitter went, woo-hoo, we're ready to fight. And, man, you guys are in it. Essentially, Pat Narduzzi, though, saying that had Kenny Pickett played in the Peach Bowl, he's a 21-point difference, he says. And that game... Spartan fans, you get stomped out. Kenny Pickett takes care of business if he plays. Pat Narduzzi says, eh, Big Ten football, you're not that great. If if Michigan State's supposed to be one of the best Big Ten teams, he says, we should be in the Big Ten, we'll win it every year. I don't know about that. But if you want to chime in, it's there for you. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. Your Detroit Lions... We mentioned it a little bit right off the top. Exciting things happening. Exciting things to be looking forward to, not only this year, but in the long-term future. Because I think what we're finally seeing is a team who is finding their footing when it comes to the mental state of the game and the mentality that they need to have to get themselves into a better position on the field. And everybody talks about the cliche coaching terms of, oh, it's, you know, more mental than anything. It's more about winning the locker room. As much as those are cliche things to say, they're very true. The culture has to be built so that players can come to a place that They understand what they're getting. They know what they're getting into. Hard knocks, which we're going to see coming up in about a week or two here on August 9th when it premieres, that will be an audition tape for your Detroit Lions. And it'll be an audition tape to win over some people nationally. It'll be an audition tape to win over players in the league who might be looking at 
wanting a new home at some point. And they'll see Dan Campbell and they'll see him being fired up and they'll talk about biting kneecaps and they'll be ready to ready to get in there and bite some kneecaps. Or you'll see something you don't want to see, which is the same old Lions. And I don't know what we think we're going to see, but producer Blake, what are your thoughts on it? Well, two things. First, I think I Kenny's been telling me this forever ken brown from mitch's show dan campbell's gonna be a star he's like this is his coming this is going to be his coming out party and ken has infiltrated my brain <laughs> and i agree with him 100 percent. i mean look first of all to that point i would agree and i think honestly his coming out party was his opening press conference yeah i think but he that was started it like, off big that was almost like memed it a was a little bit and like it was a little made fun of but then like I think people realize, oh, like, this is just him. Right. And, oh, this is actually happening. He's just a passionate dude. Mm -hmm. So I think, but I agree with you. But the other thing, and I I think we talked about it, like, briefly at the end of one show a couple weeks ago. Like, I just want to know what they're going to do with this B-roll. Because Hard Knocks B-roll is is very important. B-roll for anything is very important. Yeah. And I just want the city to look good. Yes. Show good parts of the city. Don't go to like the the rundown factories on the outside outskirts of town and be like, "Here's Detroit." Mm-hmm. Like, don't please don't do that. Like HBO, just make the city look nice. I will understand if they do it a little bit in the sense of a transition from struggle to, you know, current positivity. If mm-hmm. they're if they're gonna frame it in that way. I'm okay with a little bit of it, but I agree with you. It can very quickly turn into HBO taking shots at the city, which us Detroiters understand happens all the time. Yeah. So if you do it, it's almost more fuel for everybody fan base watching fuel for players who go home and watch and see themselves on TV and then see the city portrayed in a way where they say, that's not us. And we talked about it a little bit as well. Same old Lions. I don't know if we're going to be able to use that as fire this year, Lions fans. Because internally they have taken that and they have turned it into their own mantra. They make a joke out of it now inside Allen Park's training facility. It's not something that they let get to them as much as we thought it would because they know what to do now. They know what to take and they know how to let certain things go because we talked about it, but there's a culture now and there's a culture that's moving in the right direction. And they've just continued to sign some players, defensive lineman, Isaiah Bugs. He's coming in, bringing him in from Pittsburgh. Former player who made big, big moves in college as part of Alabama. I mean, a guy who, if you think of it this way, put him on the line there, that big body with Aiden Hutchinson. Okay, maybe we got some stuff going. Maybe we're going to put some things together. 
Jury's still out for me. I can't say that I'm fully bought in to the Lions yet. There's a lot that still has to happen. Everybody talks now, right? The big bet, Lions, six and a half. They're going to win more or less. What say you, Producer Blake? I would still, six and a half is, six is a lot. Six is a lot. Six is a lot. I would say under. And they're still a very middle of the road team. And I would agree with you. I think they are a little under that. I mean, what's the, what's their like? If the season goes like perfect, mm-hmm. what's the what's the ceiling? Eight. Yeah, they get to an eight win season, and I think people are dancing in the streets. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna parade on Woodward. <laughs> a small one, yeah. It might just go like a quarter mile, but yeah. And and is that crazy to say that we would be that excited? No. It's okay to be that excited. It's okay to get bought into things as they start to go our way again because they haven't gone our way for so long in a lot of different things. And so for us as fans to say, yeah, you know what? Eight wins would be phenomenal. And if they get us to eight, wow. Now, mind blown, they get us to double-digit wins? Whoa. I don't see it happening. No. And for the people that are out there saying, yep, they could win 10 or 12, whoa. You're a loser. Do you know what it takes to win 10 or 12? You're Uh, looking for a lot. Real quick, because I know we have to wrap. You know it. And I want to know, what do you want them to do? They have to come out with an alternate helmet. It's alternate helmet season. It is. Do we want black? Do we want white? Do we want, like, what do we want? I don't like black. It's too overdone. Okay. Everybody has a black alternate the Jets helmet. Jets one is sick. The Jets one is sick, and they can keep it. I like I like what we've done before, in the sense of give me a little more blue in there. Give me a little more of the the color rush version of a helmet. Throw that in there. Make that happen. Another week of sports wrap in the books. Thanks for hanging out with me. Eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. The phone number. Save it in your phones for next week. It's sports wrap on WJR.